Who the fuck is this? Paging me at 5.46 in the morning. Crack of dawn and now I'm yawning. Wipe the cold out my eye. See who's this paging me and why. Just a line from Notorious B.I.G.'s song called Warning. It's a good song. My name's Will. This is the Color Cast, where I ramble and try to grow as a human being. Try to use this space to become a better person, get my thoughts out there, and organize them in a way that I can use them. I'm recording this one a little bit later in the week than I normally do. It's morning, as you can hear by that sip of coffee. I'm feeling good this morning. I'm feeling. I'm feeling very comfortable in my skin, very relaxed, full night of sleep. My dreams weren't on the horrifyingly weird end of the spectrum, just normally weird. Speaking of dreams, though, speaking of psychedelic states, I think that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I guess I could start by saying I've never done any psychedelics. I've never done acid or shrooms or DMT or ecstasy or molly or any kind of drug like that. Um, I've only really ever smoked weed. And I'm not really sure if I ever will do psychedelics. I kind of go back and forth on it very consistently. But basically where I stand is that my particular brain, the way that my brain works, I almost feel like I'm on psychedelics all the time, to be honest. The way that images play out in my brain, the way I relate to my environment, I think I can kind of slip into a psychoactive state if I just let myself, if I just sit still long enough and clear my mind and kind of go there. And what is that based on, right? If I've never actually been in a psychoactive state induced by shrooms or acid, then how would I know? And I guess the answer is I don't really. It's based on my experiences with marijuana. Because, I mean, weed weed does induce a psychosis. That's what that is. It induces a psychedelic state. Maybe not as intense as acid or shrooms, but still a psychoactive state. And based on my experiences and how other people describe their experiences on psychedelics, I kind of feel like psychedelics are like a shortcut to accessing a state of mind that is available to me already. And I, I'm not, I, I, I think this is true for everyone, right? I don't think anyone's just excused from being a human, but I personally feel like my mind's a lot to handle as it is. I was laying in bed last night for about an hour and a half, just imagining an abstract image. And it was three-dimensional. It had uh, like well fleshed out physics in geometry. And it was just morphing to my subconscious will. It was just, the image was, oh. So the hippo that wasn't there before I started saying this is now going to be holding a shelf shaker and a green lantern glowing imagery thing that he used whenever he did his ring around is going to appear in front of that and then open up and then through that a whole different world is going to blossom out of it and then we're in that world and in that world it it just goes on and on and on you know that's a pretty crazy feeling 
It's enjoyable. It's very entertaining. Definitely feels like your brain is taking you on a ride that, like, you aren't necessarily in control of sometimes. But I was I was having that moment last night where I was just kind of in this imagery, and I pulled myself out and I thought to myself, like, what? I mean, if I were to do acid or shrooms, I imagine it, it would be this just much, much, much more intense. But by other people's description of it, it's just this, what I'm doing right now. So then I get into the question of, like, is it right for me, you know? I don't know if it's right for everybody. I feel like it could have potential to really send me off the edge. Because it's an intense experience to just think and allow your brain to take you on a journey. To have it be induced and feel permanent for a period of time seems like it could do some damage to me. But on the flip side of that coin, it could also be the thing that allows me to clean my mind up and like navigate my mind better. Perhaps if I did that, I would come out of it feeling like I have a deeper understanding of the way my brain works. A deeper understanding of the ways I need to grow. So I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely split. I'm definitely torn. I had an out-of-body experience once. I took a dab. It was the first time I'd taken a dab. It was a lot more than what I was prepared for. I took way too big of a rip. We were at a bar, and I had to leave. And I laid on the bed and proceeded to have the most mind-blowing, wild out-of-body experience like, I just floated up out of my body, looked down, saw my body, saw Bree standing beside the bed. Then I found myself in this, like, it was like a council room. A room where entities, like, with power, much more power than me, were, like, deliberating. And I felt like I walked in through, like, a back door. Like, they weren't immediately aware of my presence, but, like... I took one step further into the room and then like all of everyone knew I was there. All of the attention was just right onto me. And it was like a what the the energy that I received was what the fuck are you doing here? What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. You're not, you're not supposed to be able to be here. And I felt like there were entities there, but I couldn't, like, see them. I, I, can't, I more so, like, could feel them. But in a lot of ways, they were, like, beyond my ability to perceive. And it was like they were trying to decide what to do with me. What do we do with him? Brie told me later that the way I looked was the way that her grandmother had looked right before she died, like, as she was dying. I threw up, Brie put some Jack Johnson on, and that calmed me down. I was just off of one dab. That's my brain. I like it or lump it. That's my brain. I'm not like a big boy smoking tough, smoking big, rolling loud, you know? Like, no, if I take too long of a hit on a joint, I'm gonna have a psychedelic episode, I'm gonna have a trip. If I wake up and sit still for 15 minutes before I start my day, my day is gonna be a trip. That's my brain. I'm a little nervous to expose that 
to a much more intense version of what THC is. But again, there are differences perhaps that I've not taken into account. So I've not completely closed myself off to it. I guess then you got the moral, you got the moral elements that you could talk about as well. Are hallucinogens the apple in the Garden of Eden? Do they give you the knowledge of good and evil? I don't know. See, this gets into a much deeper, deeper area. If we want to talk about the morality of it, I grew up in a family where to do hallucinogens would definitely be seen as immoral. There's a lot of people in the world who view hallucinogens as something that allows them to help connect to a sense of morality within themselves. And I think I I have a hard time remedying those two perspectives in my brain. I always ultimately arrive at the idea of just like, hey, different things work for different people. But I think it's difficult when you've grown up in such a stringent worldview to not have traces of that lingering in your perception of certain things. There's a fear, I think, as well. There's a fear. There are certain things that are like, if you do this, this is like the path to demonhood, or like, this is a demonic action. This is, there's no way that this can be good. But there's plenty of people who are like, no, like, this is, I've I've met God through these experiences. I've understood spirituality. I've grown immeasurably from these experiences. So, yeah. It's another one of those things where if you remove what everybody else is saying, you have to ultimately make a decision for yourself. And I still haven't made that decision, to be honest. I guess I'm ultimately grateful for the role that, like, marijuana has had in my life. There's been times where it's gotten destructive, and I definitely don't use it as often as I did for a period of time. Just because I feel like I am at a point where every time, every time... It's it's a crazy, like I have to work through all my emotions, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's probably a good thing to be forced to feel what you're feeling and, and then deal with it. Otherwise, you're going to just be stuck there with that same feeling and it, it's unbearable, you know? So, you know, maybe I'd have an appreciation for, for like, shrooms or acid but the thing is is I feel like I have such a hard time I've never had an issue seeing a vision you know I've never had an issue coming up with concepts and ideas and conceptualizing projects or or seeing a vision for the future of myself my family I feel like I've always been very connected to that to me it's more so Trying to figure out how to bring it to the moment. Trying to figure out how to bring what I am to the moment that I'm in has been very difficult. And I think that's because of how how my brain works. It's because I'm always seeing like gigantic, huge, massive visions. It's hard to bring it back and connect it to reality. So there's a fear, I suppose, that to do a stronger hallucinogenic would make it even more difficult. That it would just show me even more and make it even harder to like bottle it up into simple actions and simple bite-sized pieces that people can actually do something with. 
That kind of brings me back to last night, though. How I was talking about I was just laying in bed, like, daydreaming. Well, I guess it was night dreaming, but I was conscious. And I thought to myself at a certain point, like, I mean, what should I be putting my energy towards? I have a good understanding of, like, every creative editing software. You know, like, I can edit audio, I can edit visuals, I can do Photoshop, I can do all that stuff, and I can't do it on an expert level. I'd say, in fact, I'm pretty, like, novice to intermediate at image editing, and then I'm intermediate to advanced at audio editing. I've learned all these things, and I think that's good, but, man, I feel like my vision always gets very limited by my own skill set, which can be a beautiful thing. I have, like, an Instagram account called Will's Notebooks where I post stuff that I can really only do with my skill set. I enjoy that, because that's more just me enjoying the process of having an idea and trying to get it across the best way I can, but for a lot of the bigger stuff, man, there's no way it could just be me behind a laptop learning everything. Well, there is a way that it could be that, 100%. I, I could put that energy into learning everything well enough to do some of these bigger projects all on my own. But I really don't want to. I'd prefer to, to be the curator of the, the general vision, you know? I want to be like Floop and Floop's Flooglies. How he had that room that he'd be in and it was just this giant green screen room. He would project out his show. Maybe I should get into motion capture. I have this general sense of what those resources would look like. I would really like to be able to basically have a vision, describe it, have a language set up, and the people set up to be able to bring that vision into something tangible, and then perceive it, tweak it, once it's done, put it out, start on the next vision. To an extent, I think that's what I'm doing right now with music, with my collaborators. I'm working on both muscles. I'm working on developing my own skills, but more so just to be able to communicate with people who are much more skilled than me in those areas, and also just because I have fun doing it. But if I'm operating at my best, just conceptualizing something, building a world, filling in a world, being able to focus on doing that and trusting the people who are actually bringing it into reality, I don't see how that could be a bad thing. I wonder if there are direct actions that I can take to try to create that scenario that I haven't taken already. Welcome to Coffee ASMR with PM Muir.
Must be glad that didn't happen. I think that's it for me. See y'all next week.